Hello, and welcome back to the In the Camp Podcast. My name is Devin, and this week I'm with... James. And we're going to talk to you about trends, either good or bad. I'm not going to keep up this voice. Are we, a love, are we a love song station? Is that what's going on? Oh, yes. DJ Devin. My name is DJ Devin. Do you like your stuff with grits? What? Nothing. <laughs> Do you use instant grits? I like fried ham and... Or fried eggs and ham or something. Whatever the Frasier theme song is. Remember Frasier? Yes. No, I never watched it. I was young and it was stupid. I liked Frasier. That was one of those shows that I enjoyed when I was a kid. But I prefer Cheers or the theme song. Yeah, good point. I don't see the connection. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this week we're going to be talking about trends, whether good or bad, uh, when it comes to film. And we'll mention some TV ones a little bit later in the episode. So, who would like to start? Eh, I'll start. Alright. First off with a movie trend dislike. And it's definitely become a bigger thing because of Marvel. Though it's always been there. It, it has always been there. And that's the fact that every movie nowadays seems to have to escalate to world-ending complications. Okay, yeah, I can see that. It's never just about a per like again. This is not. It's been happening for years. There's always stuff, but it seems like, especially of the blockbuster stuff. What was? Let's go back. Let's go back to say, uh, Die Hard, the first Die Hard. What's the big thing? A couple robbers robbing a place. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like Home Alone, but, you know, uh, with a guy that actually kills people. Yeah, it's like, there's that. Nowadays, most blockbuster movies seem to have to be world-ending. And you can even see that in sequels. Look at Die Hard 4. Take down the entirety of the U.S. online internet. Yeah. It's like, you don't need that. Yeah, they all seem to, like, instead of just, I want to pollute this one lake now it's i'm going to dry up all of the water on the planet kind of thing it's like okay it's and like i said marvel's kind of a big problem with this yeah the the fact that marvel has been such a huge hit uh definitely doesn't help for this um Black Widow at least looks like it's pulling back a little bit no it looks the, way more personal which yeah. i am 110% yeah. for and I I thought uh, Infinity War did a good job of being this big world ending, but you actually felt everything is kind of personal still. No, it, it, it wrote weird, that line. Yeah. It wrote that line very well. Like, I, I felt and believed the entirety of Infinity War. That led into an endgame where it felt bigger and bigger, but at the same time, it's still personal. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it was even more personal in endgame. Yeah, because of the events of Infinity War. Yeah. But we've got stuff, and I'll even say, like, Far From Home, I kind of had, like, at first it felt very personal, but then it started moving away from that. I like that it... I liked it, but... See, I, th I like that it felt a little bit more personal and, like, a little bit more grounded, that he wanted to just be the new hero, and, like, he's willing to make it look like everything was being destroyed, but he just wanted to be the new hero. Mm -hmm. And I like that it was kind of filling in and wrapping up storyline threads from years and years ago, and... I like the Mysterio group, so. But, yeah, like uh, Homecoming. 
Homecoming was great. It was one guy that just wanted to steal Stark tech. Yeah, uh, or it's like well, one of the one of the big ones was Doctor Strange. Like that's that was almost universe ending. Yep. Or at least kind of. And it's like Okay, but considering when this mm. took place, we know it doesn't happen. Yeah. So it like when when every three movies brings out a world ending event, it starts to become passe. Yeah. It starts to become oh hum ho hum, the world's about to end. Oh, who wants to take it this time, guys? Yeah, and that's where I like, uh, I think Spider-Verse did a good job of, like, actually kind of splintering stuff, and like that. Uh, then you look at Justice League, and, like, it was just a carbon copy of something we had just seen, and it was, like, purposely bigger than, than everything else, and even Batman v Superman couldn't just be Batman versus Superman, it's now Batman and Superman versus Doomsday. And it's like, it just keeps getting bigger. And uh, even Suicide Squad, now you're fighting a giant beam of light coming out of an Enchantress. It's yeah, the beam it, of light trope. And, like the, and the escalation that people feel they need to have for a movie kind of irritates me sometimes. It's why, it's why JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was actually pretty good. Because like the first one, the, the, the first series, like the first part, had like one guy turning into an evil monster and being like a villain. The second part had just because Taika Waititi went from being a director to to playing Hitler doesn't mean that JoJo was you know wrong JoJo wrong JoJo. Oh, okay. But the second part had like basically three immortal gods kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like that's a, that's a bigger scale up. The third one went back to the first villain, but now he's even more powerful sort of thing. And then the fourth one, the fourth part basically had just a serial killer. Hmm. So it's like the, it's basically the DBZ problem. Dragon yeah. Ball constantly escalates. And when you're talking about people who can just, at the, at, after a certain point, sneeze and blow up the planet, where do I escalate from there? And at what point do I just stop giving a shit? Yeah, there has to be, like, the uh, a whole lot of movies, and mostly this is uh, action movies, and I'll say some horror movies do Fantasy. This. Fantasy tends to do it, yeah. too. Some horror movies have done this to great effect. I'm looking at you, uh, Kevin in the woods. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's a world-ending event. That I felt they that, kind of play that for laughs. Yeah, I felt that, and it was <laughs> yeah. also funny. Yeah, and uh, there's a definitely a swing towards more cataclysmic like big every everyone needs to you know do this or else the world's gonna die everyone thing. needs to band together i don't like you people yeah. uh but i feel like it's gonna tame down here a little bit and then swing back up and it's kind of a cycle like it is for the longest time the 90s uh big sci-fi was about destroying monuments and stuff because now they could you know and all that so but now it's about tectonic plates breaking apart the entire world instead of just the eastern seaboard so even disaster movies have gone epic in scale and i'm that kind of person where it's after a certain point i don't care anymore Ooh, oh no we're all gonna die yeah well time to go get drunk yeah kind of we'll jump into my first one here and mine is very very tied to all of that and that is the over-reliance on cgi not no. using CGI. I, I, I think using CGI correctly is perfect. I know exactly what you're saying, though. Something like Thanos, 
is a character that can only be achieved with either really good makeup or really good CGI. And they did that they did it perfectly. perfectly. But then the choice in the exact same movie to have all of the costumes be CGI instead of just making costumes is a weird choice. Which ones? Their time travel suits are all CG. Oh, that. Like, those white suits that they walk walk in in Endgame, those are all fake. There's none of that ever made. That is weird. Why? Why not just make a suit and have them walk around? And it's so that they can do the, it shrinks. <laughs> and why not have them wearing the costume for the rest of the movie? <laughs> like, it helped me di- differentiate, that's for yeah, damn sure. And it's, it's just kind of this odd choice odd choice uh but then like having rocker raccoon has to be a digital character absolutely can't do it otherwise Gollum had to be a digital character Groot has to be a digital character those are perfectly fine like those have got or have to be digital characters grand moff tarkin in say rogue one doesn't need to be it was good you just cast a lookalike actor or cast an actor and have it be a different character why is it the same character like you know i agree yeah and then but then the decision to have leia at the end odd why uh for gemini man one of the most egregious acts of why why cast the older actor when you could do the younger actor then do a brilliant job of makeup (laughs) and make him look older like I know the gimmick was that he's older and they can de-age him, but then you digitally replaced all of his clothing. And it's just, that's what broke the movie for me, is that he looked like a digital animation in a movie that's not. No, I can I completely agree. And then the biggest, most, the one that I'm curious to suffer through the movie, <laughs> just to see how obvious this is, is the new Harrison Ford movie coming out called The Call of the Wild. The movie's been made about a million times, just like Christmas Carol. Woo, it's a dog that has had a hard life, and now someone's keeping taking care of him. Such an original story. But the thing is, the dog is 100% CGI. Oh, God. And I think there's like one or two scenes in the trailer that you see that it's an actual dog just like sitting there in a field. And it's like, but why is... Every other scene, the dog CGI. Like, why... Bork, bork. It it just looks awkward. And the eyes look fake. And it runs wrong. And it slides... Bork, bluff. Weird. And it just doesn't work. And it it reminds you of, like, Homeward Bound, where they got... Like, that whole thing is carried by three three animals. Well, I thought the same. I, I was it's, like thinking Homeward Bound. And it's like, why... <laughs> Why have this full CGI dog in a movie that, like, doesn't need a CGI dog? It's said that Homeward Bound is actually probably the better movie in comparison. Yeah. And, like, That's even sad. Cats and Dogs probably has some better, better and like, effects from what I've seen. And, like, the effects on the dog could be amazing to, like, everyday viewers, but it just stands out as CG to me. And that's where the decision to make this movie was probably not... Harrison Ford wants to make a movie, it's that we have the technology to make the CGI dog. Let's do a remake of this movie. Like, imagine if Marley and me, the entire movie, the dog was CGI. You just wouldn't connect to it. Uh, I don't. Hachi, 
the the dog about the story about the dog that sits at the train waiting for his master to come back. Imagine if that dog was CGI. You would never you'd look at it and go, something's wrong with this dog. I'm also gonna wonder how they're gonna do like anybody touching the dog. It it looks like the same way that the hands touch the dragons and Game of Thrones. They kind of are there, but you can tell they're not quite touching it. And like it looks very bad. And for a movie that is so dependent on that looking good, it doesn't look good. And that's where so many movies nowadays, they'll just say, oh, that's good enough and throw throw digital on it. Like, uh, I haven't watched Irishman yet, but they digitally de-age a lot of the older actors. And I've heard that it's both really good and really bad at the same time. Weird. Well, the, the biggest problem I have with, like, unnecessary CG is during action scenes it's little obvious sprays of blood you know what though those can work though because they had the obvious sprays of blood in john wick yeah but that works yeah but i've seen little corrections that make it even better but yeah and then you look at 300 first 300 those work stylized awesome sin city those work awesome stylized 302 or rise of an empire don't work <laughs> Since it do not work. Well, it's like there, there's another one where we got where you basically replace the person with an entire seat, like the person getting hit with something with an entire CG body. Sometimes that can work. The one that comes to mind is actually Jet Li's the one, because mm-hmm. there's a couple things where the 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 bad guy who is superhuman, Yulaw. yeah, Yulaw, he he basically annihilates people with a hit and they go flying off. It's very obviously it's CG, but it works because yeah. how else are you going to do that? Then you kind of have Matrix Two. During the Burly Brawl, where Neo goes from Neo, Keanu Reeves Neo, to digital version of Neo, and while it worked at the time. You go back and you look, and it's like, there is something wrong here. And then you look at the movie that came out the same year in Revolution, or Matrix Revolutions, and the final fight, the, the super Burly Brawl, they have the slow motion digital Neo punching the slow motion digital agent smith and it looks phenomenal so it's like what happened hmm. so but but to go to, to go off of that actually like that still happens but what i am one of the things i'm actually glad to see is that more and more lately again i think in part uh, in part to not only foreign films actually starting to get accepted over here and not just remade but also the fact that marvel kind of does it usually is the fact that Hollywood is actually starting to let the budget and time for good action scenes happen. And again, it's one of those cyclical things. It's like we've had good choreography in the past or like well-shot action scenes, but then that kind of fell off because they wanted to crank out movies. And now they're starting to see it's like, hey, people want that. Again, a great example for that is John Wick. Mm -hmm. The first one specifically. The other two are pretty good but i think the first one fits it great is that that is all that is 99 percent reeves yep. doing that with that stunt team and oh my god yeah, it, to yeah it Chief. feels it feels visceral it feels right yeah and the uh kind of the the action genre has gone through a bunch of different trends <laughs> trends and right now we have just gotten out the gotten out of the born identity 
shaky cam, like hyper making the camera move so it looks like more happens into the the taken and kind of taken two of over editing and you get that a lot in earlier Marvel movies. Later Resident Evils. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but then we cycle out of that into John Wick worked. So others like Anna and I mentioned Villainous and uh a few others started to use more longer takes and keep everything in frame and well yeah it was yeah. it was I think it was around the same time but Winter Soldier again going back to that one like it still had a lot of the shaky cam and too many cuts for my liking yeah but the action was done by the people there and holy like any any fight between Steve and Bucky was phenomenal the editing on the the one on the street always bothered the bridge me. oh fight that the it sucks because it's them doing it all. Show me that. Don't yeah. don't wiggle the, the camera. Fight, the knife fight always bothered me. Like it was just it's just hard to tell what's going on. The thing is, if you watch the behind the scenes, they show it and it's like, that's amazing. Why didn't you just show me that? Yeah. But no, on the whole, but even then, it's like it they still did all of that. They still went yeah. through the time and effort to do all that. And it shows. I like I, I felt like it was two super powered guys trying to kill each other. That's where I like the idea, or I like the fact that we're starting to get back. It's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was one that you saw everything. And a lot of Wushu martial that. arts, you you see everything. Matrix, you see everything. The big thing, I think, is that people are realizing, realizing that not everybody has to be the martial arts master. Yeah. Show me everything, but make it fit the character. Yeah. Oh, like, I, didn't, I didn't fully see it, but a couple of things like Atomic Blonde. I Atomic Blonde has some amazing fight scenes. But yeah, it's like she's not a martial arts master. She's trying to kill you. Yeah. So she doesn't care how she does it as long as she does it. And that's perfectly fine. Not everybody again, not everybody needs to be a martial arts master. If they're if they're quick and dirty, that's perfectly fine to me. Yeah, I've seen quite a few movies like Raid, I think might have been the one that kind of kicked the new trend up that's think, a good one i think raid is the the first of the new the long takes the brutal and, and then we had john wick like the next year and then it kind of snowballed into atomic blonde anna from last year or this year whenever that was the other the other um john wick movies and yeah we've been getting more and more well shot action movies well choreographed yeah well choreographed well shot action movies um, but for the most part, the stories have not helped. <laughs> the stories have been kind of run of the mill, exact same. And where John Wick, I feel like at least has a good world. And most of the others are like, eh, it's like, well, yeah, Anna, Red Sparrow and Black Widow, all have the same story. Oh yeah. It, but, but, yeah. That's the fun part. Cause like John Wick is a very basic, basic story. Somebody took something I love for me. I'm going to kill everyone to kill them. That's a basic story, but like you said, the world, the action, and just the fact that everyone was on board with him, with him doing, going on the revenge spree. It's like, it didn't matter that it was a basic story. It was done very well. So yeah, it's like, I'm glad I'm starting to see more like fully, fully choreographed action. Cause there's, there is of course still a place for the shaky cam, quick cuts, all that sort of stuff. If you're going for a particular feel. But it felt like everybody was just copying it because a successful movie did it, and therefore that must be the reason it was successful. 
and I'm guessing that the moment a movie comes out with a new interesting, like, if a movie has a whole bunch of cool motorcycles in it, we'll see a whole bunch of cool motorcycles in every action movie for the next year. Well, yeah, it, well, actually, considering one of the trailers we just, uh, that was just released in the last week or so, uh, the Bond one, it's like he's he riding a motorcycle, and he does a pretty long jump onto a bridge. It's like, that looks cool. And again, it's all yeah. one take of him going up the stairs and jumping off in the bridge. It's like, that looks awesome. Oh, Baby Driver, actually, that, that comes to mind. The whole car stuff. Yeah, I, I hope that they take some notes from Baby Driver and actually, you know, make him good. But <laughs> we uh, can we can only hope. But like I said, it's starting to seem like it's it's moving towards that, yeah. and I am very thankful for that. Yeah, you mentioned the um, foreign films not just being remade. I actually want to mention mention that a little bit, and the fact that one of the best the best reviewed movie of this year is Parasite. Yeah, yeah, pretty solidly too. And the fact that that's a South Korean movie about a South Korean family in South Korea, and you never see any Americans, you never, they never speak English, but it plays, it's still playing at theaters nationwide. That is, is incredible. Mind-blowing to me. I remember back when Crouching Tiger came out, it, it came out and I think it was out for one week and then disappeared, but I absolutely loved the movie. And for the longest time, you'll you would never be able to see foreign language films here in america they're paying you'd end up catching them when they pop on or when they end up on dvd but you know now with digital like voodoo ultraviolet and streaming you'll be able to find it and if you haven't seen parasite do so it's not about a parasite it's about a family (laughs) it's symbolic not actual yeah a little bit of both (laughs) They are actual parasites. Well, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> but, um, like, the fact that this movie most likely will get an Oscar nomination. And the fact that last year, Roma was the movie that got most of the Oscar nominations. And then, like, you you kind of look at the, um, the directors, the diversity of the directors, the diversity of the actors, and where movies are coming from. We're starting to get more movies from other countries and you can get like, I can go and see three or four Bollywood films at the, uh, the AMC theater near me. I'm not going to, cause I'm not a huge fan of the style, but, but the fact, but the fact that we yeah, can do that now, that is awesome. And I agree. This actually ties in with one of my negative trends that briefly want to mention is, well, I love going to the theaters I've noticed a whole lot of people don't go to theaters anymore. They just would rather stay at home, watch Disney Plus, and sit on the sit on their couch watching a movie they've seen when they were nine. Like they're not going out to see big movies anymore. They're not going out to theaters, and that is troubling to me because like I've always gone to see movies. I've always wanted to go see movies, and I've gone. I've never really been. I've I've never gone as much as nearly as much as you have. So yeah. the fact that I've probably seen more this year in theaters than I have in the last five or so years. Yeah, and that's not. And I'm still. I still don't see nearly that many. But I still. I like to think that I still see a regular, a good amount. Yeah, and I want more people to go see movies in theaters because the moment we no longer have movie theaters, it just loses something. Like. Uh, there have been times where I didn't go and see whatever big blockbuster. Like, I can't imagine just sitting and watching Ad Astra at home. 
No, you know what? If I hadn't seen that in theaters, I'm not sure what had nearly the impact it did. Yeah, like, I watched it once I bought it, but I know that I like the movie, so I know that I like it. But imagine, for example, King or uh, The Irishman. The Irishman is one of those movies that I would instantly go watch in a theater. Like, I would, that would be like a Friday or a midnight Friday morning, you know, go and see it. It's a Martin Scorsese film, it has a whole bunch of good stars in it interesting story about who killed jimmy hoffa or i believe that's what the story is yeah. so but the fact that it's but it's the fact that it's just on netflix and it's just at home i don't have like nearly any care to watch it and that feels bad because like i really do want to watch it it's just whenever i sit down to watch it i'm like meh no i and, can i can i can kind of understand it's like yeah there are definitely a few movies that i saw and loved and i that i was like really sad that i didn't see in theaters john wick being the biggest yeah. one it's like i wish to god i had seen that when it was in theaters yeah because i would have enjoyed the hell out of it even more like the other movie there's a few other movies that i've i saw in theaters and absolutely loved one is borat when i <laughs> when i first saw borat in theaters at the film festival, it was one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. I went and then saw it in theaters when it came out in two thousand was it six, somewhere other yeah two thousand or uh, November October November two thousand six, and I absolutely loved it. Again, I watched it with friends, saw it again. <laughs> I saw it like four times in theaters, and I absolutely loved it in theaters. I've tried to watch it at home, and it's terrible. <laughs> It it just loses all power when you're not with a crowd of people watching it. I will say there's a couple like the big one was Infinity War because it wasn't a full house, but I was seeing I was seeing it with a pretty decent crowd and like that added something to yeah. it. I saw like just seeing Knives Out. Knives Out is a bunch of big reveals. I'm not going to tell you any of them, but there's like one and the guy in front of me is like. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> and you're oh, hearing man. that, and like then the next time I I saw it twice. I saw it once with my girlfriend, once with my dad. The first time, this guy was like, "No, oh, like all the way through the movie, and yeah, yeah, you do that kind of thing to to various characters." Then when I saw it with my dad, my dad did that. <laughs> my dad was that guy. My dad was like. <laughs> like all the way through the movie and i'm like you don't get that when you're just watching it at home like you don't get that interactive it, feel it's the same feeling i have listening to like a con a live concert out a cd of a band i really like yeah and going and seeing them live i went and saw critical role yes same thing like there's an energy yeah, when I like watching Critical Role, it's fun. I can turn on; it could be a podcast. But watching it live, and you realize they are voice actors. They are You're... like right there, and they have no idea what's going to happen. And all of this crowd was like shouting, like whenever they get a natural one, they all ooh. Like whenever they they got a natural twenty, they all cheered. When a guy did something something like funny, a uh, guy was playing the owl bear. Which is just Batman, but he was an, an owl bear, <laughs> and everyone started hooing <laughs> every time. Or like there were just all these different things that we started just doing. We karaokeed the opening theme song. 
Like they don't have lyrics in the opening theme song. That actually that actually reminds me a lot. The band, a band called Blind Guardian. They're, I want to say they're a German, but I want if nothing else, they're a European like metal band. They've got a whole album about Tolkien, basically about Lord of the Rings. They have a song called the Bard Song. Okay, it's a great song on the CD. It's phenomenal. At live events, and there's a couple videos of it on YouTube. That's the the lead singer. The singer does not have to sing it. Hmm. The entire crowd knows the lyrics and sings along and it's already kind of powerful watching that yeah there's a part of me that want that wants to actually go and be there because the every person in that in that audience and we're talking about like a couple thousand people is singing the song with him yeah he literally can doesn't have to sing a damn thing and the entire the entire crowd will carry it in tune you don't get that by yourself. It's yeah. So no, I completely agree with your with the theater thing. There, there are movies I enjoy that I enjoyed more because I was watching it for the first time with other people in that theater. Yeah, well, the first time I watched Infinity War when, and I think spoilers are kind of up on Infinity War. If you aren't one of the ninety five percent of the people on the planet that have watched Infinity War and Endgame, you know. Sorry, but uh, Black you? Widow disappears, or Black uh, Panther disappears. When we saw Infinity War, there was this big chant, Oh, hell no, you ain't doing that to my Black Panther. Like, <laughs> just big loud when Black Panther starts uh, fading away. And like, then... Or, or yeah. in, uh, in Endgame, and I'm not going to say the specifics, but the whole thing between Hawkeye and Black Widow... That everyone was like bated breath, yeah, and when it when it happened, quiet. it's like yeah. when it happened, everybody no, oh, like that. Those are powerful moments on themselves. Yeah, the fact that uh, it's cliche, but a crowd has an energy. Yeah, and you can feel there's a different feeling. Uh, I mentioned I had a few, and one was like Infinity War and all those. Mm-hmm. The other one was Gravity. Gravity is one of those that while you're watching it on. And I'm taking a stab at Tom here. You're not here to defend yourself, Tom. But watching it on a phone is stupid. You cannot watch Gravity on a phone. I've watched movies on this on my phone. A uh, big one was Departed. Like I've watched it on a phone. If they're if they're dialogue based, that's fine. You can yeah. watch a dialogue based movie. Gravity. But I'm Gravity not sure I would do that. Barely has any dialogue. It is visual. I saw it in a Dolby theater, an Atmos theater, in 3D. It is one of the most unbelievable movie experiences I've ever seen. And to hear someone just watching on a phone and was like, eh, it was okay. I'm like, that is just pathetic. You've gotten maybe a 10% of the actual experience. It is the fact that you're in this vast, empty movie. And even though I was surrounded by people, I felt like I was claustrophobic while watching that movie. And it was unbelievable. Devin, there's a reason why, why I want to get a home theater that's just Basically, the the screen is the size of of the yeah. the wall. I want yeah. to do that one day. I want to do that. I want to have like an Atmos style theater with the seven hundred speakers around the around everything and like speakers in the chairs. And so all that, that even if I even if I don't see it in a theater, I will yeah. see it in a theater. Yeah. Even if it's just by myself. The other one that I can't believe people won because it was the most most 
popular movie ever up until Endgame. But the movie that just amazes me that people knock for its okay story, but like they never mention its amazing visuals is Avatar. <laughs> Avatar was phenomenal in theaters. <laughs> like the story, yeah, I've seen it, but the visuals, just everything that it was like looking into like looking through a window into a movie. And it was just unbelievable in a theater. No, I, and I'll agree. Not for me, but I, I've said numerous times, yeah. I will definitely give it that their visuals were top notch. Yeah. And that was just one, one of those movies that was just amazing in a theater. And then I've watched it since and I'm like, eh, it's okay. And it feels bad to just kind of look at it now and go like, this is a 10 year old movie. It still looks amazing, but it just doesn't have the punch that it did when I was in that theater. No, yeah, like, I, I agree. Huge screen and uh, Dark Knight. First time I saw that was unbelievable oh in the theater. That was like, that was good. Or I'm I'm gonna say any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, Star Wars just like Marvel. Had I the, was I was lucky movies. because they had the re-release because of the special editions in the '90s. Mm-hmm. I actually got to see the original Star Wars movies in theater. Yeah, same here. I. I and, genuinely really like those. And I, it definitely increased my love of them because I was seeing it on the screen. Yeah, I was as a kid. That, that 10-year-old boy going, oh my god, this is awesome. And yeah. then episode one came out and I'm like, I was a 10-year-old kid going, oh my god, this is awesome. And it hasn't held up. That's why I well. like two and three better than I like the original trilogy is that I was that age that most people are when... Like most of the older generation are like, I was like thirteen when that movie came out, and that's I love. No, I agree. Empire Strikes Back. I I, I have a, I have a I fond place for Phantom Menace. Yeah, I have a very fond place for Phantom Menace. I'll admit it's not a great movie, but no, there absolutely. are some amazing scenes. The thing is, it was it was very much the political grandstanding and wordplay, which didn't translate well from what the original trilogy was. Yeah, but that could be. Like that could have been fixed either way. I still enjoy it for what it is. And no, I completely agree. The fact I think eventually people are going to get fed up with the streaming thing and we will go back to the theater. I hope so. But at the same time, it's like with hearing how well stuff on streaming is doing nowadays. I am seriously afraid that like big directors like Scorsese, like Alfonso Cuaron, who did Roma, he did Gravity as well and Harry Potter 3, I am worried that they're going to go, oh, I got better, or more people watched The Irishman than they watched, uh, you know, whatever his movie that he saw or made directly before it. Like, more people watched The Irishman than Departed. It's like, but uh, did they? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just one of those that I don't want to suddenly... People just are making mo- movies for the small screen. That's not to say they can't, because if if you know the limitation you're going to have, that's one thing. But I get what yeah. you're saying, because you'll get something like a gravity for the small screen, which doesn't really work. Yeah, But then you'll get movies like um, Searching or Unfriended. Searching is all 100% on a laptop screen. And I watched it on a laptop screen, and it was un- it was an awesome movie. Well, same thing like, with Unfriended. So yeah. I didn't see it, but I know the basic concept. Unfriended's and, okay. And, it, and yeah. well, it worked for what it was. Yeah. Whereas I think Searching, the fact that it all takes place literally on one screen, that he keeps popping open other windows, and there's no weird sci-fi element or 
horror mm-hmm. element. It's a it's a mystery thriller, and I think that actually works really really well. He's using FaceTime, so you see him pop up on the screen. And no, yeah, I, I agree. It's a yeah. I I, I also understand your worry, and I kind of share it too because there are some movies that. I couldn't imagine seeing Infinity War and Game on a like, small screen. First. I could have watched Knives Out on a small screen. I could have watched Parasite on a small screen. Something like Ad Astra. It. I don't know. The fact being in a dark room, not being able to just walk over to the fridge and get a get a beer and sit back down and continue watching, not being able to pause something. There's something about not being able to do something that makes it better. Like sitting in a movie theater. Sure, maybe you have to go to the bathroom. But you're like, do I want to miss it? Do I want to miss it? And it it makes you think about the fact that you're watching a movie instead of just being like, well, pause it for the sixth time, going, what did I miss? And rewind. It's like it it you have to pay attention to the movie, and that's no, I I agree. I I do think to, yeah. I do think they will still always be around. I I, I don't think so. they will. I do I I don't think they will yeah. ever go away. I know some directors, like particularly Spielberg. He has his own thing about not wanting movies like Irishman or Roma to be up for Oscars. I can't say I blame him. I, I can't say I blame him, but at the same time, that's fine. Uh, they can have their, their Oscar nominations if they're good. No, um, yeah. I think those, Beasts of No Nation and a few others have actually been decent movies. Most of the stuff on Netflix and so on, not so much. Yeah. But... But yeah, I, he says that it's going to be more like going to the opera. So it'll be like a sixty dollar ticket and go see this big movie. I hope it doesn't go that way. I mean, I if I it, still have the A list for AMC and I can get free tickets, okay, sure. But sorry, whoever wants to go with me. <laughs> so I, I don't see it going that high. I do, unfortunately, see it possibly going a little bit up. Yeah, I. That's, I see. I also see possibly yeah. a couple of those movie theaters closing. Uh, the fact that there's like seven movie theaters around around us here. There's two or three AMC's, two or three AMJRs. Imagine. Imagine there's a Cinemark, I think somewhere that they're going to be closing down. They're going to be kind of similar to what the uh, the, yeah. the the silver screen, the uh, the the dollar one. Yeah, that they used to be at the uh, Macomb Mall. Yeah, it's like I can see those going. Uh, a couple of them going away. Yeah, again, I do not think it will completely die out because. Like like you, it's like there are people that enjoy the experience. Yeah. I'm definitely one of them. Yeah. I just don't go to a ton of movies. Yeah, and there are certainly movies that I can see just waiting for. So, I think we'll end up with like really big, good movies in theaters, hopefully, and then maybe they'll get wise and realize that dumb action movies aren't as big as they used to be. Like Hobbs and Shaw made money, but it didn't make as much money as like. Fate of the Furious, or no? From because from what you said, the uh, it was dumb as shit. Yeah, the story was kind of piss. Oh, kind of. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was just like, well, well, yeah. you say dumb action movies aren't really the thing, but then again, it's like I wouldn't call Die Hard a dumb action movie. Yeah, no, Die Hard was a very There's well, a very smart movie. It was a very well made action movie. So, it, and then Die Hard five or six? Uh, no, that's a dumb action movie. So four and beyond, but that's a whole other issue. Even that, I enjoyed four, five. I think five and six, or however many they're at. Five is forgettable. Is that the one with the sun? Yes. Oh, then yeah, that's forgettable. Doesn't that say it all? But yeah, like I, I really am afraid that they're going to start making movies specifically for different streaming services. 
And as someone who's always collected DVDs, uh, collect, like used to collect VHSs and DVDs and Blu-rays, then when we jumped from Blu-ray to digital, now collecting digital, it it's, it worries them. It worrisome. worries me that there's Disney Plus, there's Hulu, there's uh, Vudu is getting in on the streaming game for some reason, which means Walmart is getting in on the streaming game. You're you're essentially there's, tethering yourself to yeah. something. It we basically replaced. We've replaced basic cable with streaming. Yeah, and now it's like you have to pay the same amount for 10 different channels that have one show on every week, like Mandalorian, or one show on every week, like, say, Castle Rock. And then you get every few weeks with, uh, you get like every week with Netflix, you get a new show or a new movie or like Netflix, which is at least nice. Yeah, yeah Netflix, I'll agree, is worth it if you watch a lot. I didn't, so I haven't kept it up. But you know what? Let's turn from yeah. from the negative of that. Let's go to let's. <laughs> you know what you're complaining about. Let's go to some of the good stuff about the smaller screen, though. Okay. Uh, well, for me, the biggest one, and I think we'll probably share this, is the fact that it's going less from uh, week to week, free type things and more to long form storytelling. Yes, that is one hundred percent one of the ones I was yeah. thinking of is the fact that they are far more narrative driven nowadays. Yeah. Like something like I will say Flash, I enjoyed the show. I watched a few seasons of it. Um it kinda hit a point where I'm like super smallville and flash are very, very similar in their their theme, their mm-hmm. you know, new superhero and all that. Trying to figure it out blah, but blah, blah. then you complement that with the show I've been watching, Watchmen. Watchmen is not a freak of the week show. Not it is, telling me. You start the show and it is telling a story every episode. It's building in the lore, it's building in the characters, it's building in the story. It's building, 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 building. I've not yet of, I've not yet watched it, but from everything I hear, Chernobyl is the exact same way. Chernobyl, yeah. They're telling an encapsulated story. Or at the the one I always go to is uh, anime. Anime's been doing it a lot longer, but still, it's like yeah. uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade works. Yep. There are filler moments, but they're more like they're more like cooldowns from the big action stuff. Yeah. But every every bit of it tells the story. Every bit of it is pushing it along. You're either fighting more about the characters, more about the situation, having a big action thing. It's it's one of the reasons why I, I kind of turn more towards anime. Yeah. More, more or less in the last five years the because last, it gives me that narrative. The last five years or so, uh, I think since, for me, I think since like 2003 with Lost. I believe it was Lost that came out in 2003. Sounds about right. Um, I've really enjoyed watching shows that are their long form narrative. They tell a story of a set of characters. Even Lost has a bit of the Freak of the Week with the different backstories and stuff. But oh, yeah, but... They're still always telling a story. And the backstory started telling... Story, like, filling in gaps in the story. and uh, But then something like Breaking Bad came along. And it is... This is Walter White's story. And it is not like this one episode's about how Walter White has to deal with Drug Kingpin 2 that doesn't have anything to do with the next episode. It's... If he kills that guy, he's dealing with it for the rest of the show. And yeah, the fact well, that he kills Gus Fring, it's like, well, yeah, the next season is him 
filling the power vacuum of Gus Fring. Dealing like, with the consequences of that. Yeah. And, well, I, I, and on that note, actually, which kind of ties into this, the fact that they're more narrative driven, they are looking at much darker, more mature themes. Yeah. Because you go back and you look at something like Married with Children. It's funny. They they aren't doing sitcoms anymore. Yeah, it's like, not a sitcom. They're there, but sitcoms and reality shows aren't nearly as prevalent as they've ever been. Yeah, nowadays people want that darker, mature look. Basically, because could you imagine something like Watchmen being on TV in the eighties? Not really. Like, yeah, not even, not even just encountering the production thing. I'm just talking about like the actual themes of it or Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad, Watchmen, Game of Thrones, Gotham. Gotham, yeah. All these, like, dark shows. And, like, Game of Thrones, I think, is one of the big ones to thank for this, is that it took... Oh, it ramped up. It took Lord of the Rings-style fantasy, and first season made it sexy and cool. <laughs> and then they very quickly made it dark and made it interesting and made it full of characters. And say what you want about the third season, it still was a really well-done show. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't really, you yourself, you were, you always kind of planned around it. It's like, yeah, you, you couldn't get away from it unless, even if you didn't watch it, people will talk about it yeah. around you. It's like, I have that. It's like, I've, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Will I ever? Maybe. But I never saw it, but I was constantly hearing about it because yeah. everybody was talking and about it. And I always it. had to watch it on Sunday because. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, it would be one of those that I would have to turn my phone off. If I was usually we had rehearsal for whatever show we had coming up. Yeah. And I would be like, cool. Well, Game of Thrones starts at nine. I think it was. Yeah. Um, the moment the show started, I would turn off my phone. Otherwise I would get, holy crap. Did you just see blank died? It's like, thanks. <laughs> Random person on the internet. Uh, and that was one of those big week to week shows. And while there's not really one of those shows on now, um, not on actual TV, yeah. like 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 we were saying, more towards yeah. the more towards the streaming thing, which I won't lie, I'm actually perfectly fine with. Yeah, right now the big one that has that week to week that people are talking about is Mandalorian. I don't know, Mike. I haven't seen anything about it. And you haven't seen the Baby Yoda memes. That's where that comes from. Yep, that's Mandalorian. Yeah. No. Yeah, Baby Yoda's Mandalorian. So if you've seen Baby Yoda, cool. The new Ewoks here. I mean, the new Porg is here. Um, okay. I watched the first episode of Mandalorian, and this will tie in with one of my negatives here. We're supposed to be positive. <laughs> I like sorry, the, sorry, sorry. I like the fact that it is telling a story. I watched the first episode, and I wasn't hugely impressed. It was good. It just wasn't amazing. Maybe it was just the TV I was watching it on that made it felt feel kind of flat, or I'm not sure. Maybe. But it bothers me that it's in an age where streaming is bulk, you know, you can binge it all, ubiquitous. I don't really fully mind that it's week to week. That's okay. You know, I watch Watchmen, I can't I'm about really to say, say Watchmen's much. kind of... I watch uh, his dark materials, can't really say much. The problem with me is that it's only 30 minutes long. And it's... It feels like it's... It feels like it's taking too much of the TV format. To me, it, it bothered me that, like, when the episode ended, I'm like, that's it? <laughs> and it, it didn't... You look at something like uh, 13 Reasons Why, Leftovers, uh, suit, or uh, the big one lately, Stranger Things. It's 
they tell a lot of story in their hour-long episodes. And I've seen a lot of stuff talking about how Mandalorian might be the way of the future with half-hour-long episodes, nice and quick, where you can jump in and jump out. And it's like, but tell a story. Tell not just, hey, I'm wandering through this pseudo-desert and now I have to go into this building to get this. It's like, I haven't gotten any personality out of the Mandalorian. I barely gotten any personality about it, anyone in that first episode. I just got that they're there. And I sure as hell hope that's not the trend we're going on. Is that no personality, no backstories, no interesting thing, just a cool looking character. It can and, be, well, you know, I it, you can have like a lack of any one of those to a certain extent if you do it properly. Like you can have a character that's that's got got good personality, all that sort of stuff, looks cool, and isn't expressly told the backstory. Like, but I'll tie this with Watchmen because that's what I'm geeking out over. Um, Angela Abar, the main character, dresses up like a nun called Sister Knight. You don't realize why she dresses up to the nun until the seventh episode or eighth episode, whatever I just watched. And it was because she saw a mask exploitation, much like a black exploitation of the, the 70s. She watched a mask exploitation movie called Sister Night that was the nun with the motherfucking gun. And she thought it was cool. And it looked like her. And then when she grew up and needed to come up with a thing, she's like, I'll be Sister Night. And now she's Sister Night walking around. And she looks really cool. But you get all of this backstory and all this interesting personality from her. And the, the character of Looking Glass, you figure out why he has this this reflective metallic face mask that he refuses to ever take off. You understand that when it eventually comes out. But that's and, what I mean. It eventually comes out. Yeah. And it's one of those that I just don't see the Mandalorian giving you much of a thing other than just being he's a Mandalorian. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, stoic doesn't necessarily mean blank. And unfortunately, yeah. I think too many people make that correlation. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with me is I don't want half-hour episodes. I've watched, like, anime like, has half-hour episodes. Those are... They're fine. They're fine. I, I, I would like longer I ones. I don't like having to wait a week to catch up to the new episode. That, But Devin, don't you know people nowadays have shorter attention spans? And that's the biggest problem, and... That even ties in with uh, the Irishman, and that ties in with uh, most almost everything that's ever on Netflix original movies. They're all an hour and a half, maybe an hour and forty five minutes if you're lucky, and that's because people want a short movie that they watch and then forget about the next day. The thing and, with me is the fact that I don't do it like like I I have I find I find it hard to find time during during a normal day to sit down and watch something. But I've also found that when I do, I tend to binge a lot. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll be sitting there for five or six hours watching stuff. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, because like I shotgun the whole first season of My Hero Academia in a day. I did pretty much the same thing. And, yeah, I, if you skip the, this is a world where 80% of the people have quirks. Um it comes down like two minutes. It's about a eighteen to twenty minute long episode, and you can watch five of them in an hour. <laughs> but, yeah, but that that's fine. Yeah. It's like I'm binging that. I I don't mind. It's like I don't mind watching it every like 
the whole once a week concept, but I also kind of like the. I, I agree. With that. I kind of like the whole shotgun in in a day or two. Yeah, if the story isn't interesting enough, like give me all of the damn story. And I like that Watchmen has things that you can piece together, and like Lost was one of those, much like Game of Thrones, that you kind of took a step back. What happened in this episode? No, the thing is that can also that can also stuff. backfire, a la Sherlock. We'll disagree on that, but that... I I never watched Sherlock week to week. I always binged it. No, but that but still, it's like I'm talking more about the actual length of the episode. Oh, yeah. It's like an hour was way too long for that overproduced piece of Sherlock was too. There are three three two hour movies each season. That's way too long, and that's way too overproduced. But that's all I'm going to say on that. Like, if it's too long, yeah, it feels too long. Where, like, some of the episodes in the final season of Game of Thrones, a little bit too long. Well, we said, we've said this but, before, is that Infinity War is about two and a half, two and forty-five. It didn't feel that way. Yeah, neither did uh, Endgame Game at three hours. No, maybe I felt a little bit during a, a, a part or two, but at the end of it, I was like, that was three hours? Oh my god. Yeah, and... Uh, um, and I've sat through a... Knives Out is... Two and a half hours, and that breezes right by. And I've I've sat I've sat through an hour and a half movie going. Is it over yet? Is it over yet? Is it? Yeah. That constantly. So when it comes to TV, I don't. I hope that I hope all the companies don't look at the the success or quote unquote success. We really don't know if what they're telling us is true about how many people are actually watching that show. Um, I hope they don't look at that and go, shorter episodes means more money. Huh. We can make less content, and they give us just as much money. I'd rather have I hope. To... I want them to tell more story, have a more interesting plot. Build up to your action. Don't have that be the centerpiece. Yeah, if you have a 30-minute a long episode, but it, it feels like on par with the hour-long normal episode, that's fine, but... You know, oh, you're yeah, no longer I, beholden to an hour just because of TV time slots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the big. That's the big benefit. I th- I think to streaming is the fact that you can pick the time that works for what you've got. And the thing is, you don't have to have it standard. It could be. It could change for every episode. Yeah. But I will say, even though it's kind of a, a, a like a double edged sword, I do like the the TV thing because you can tell a longer, I don't want to say drawn out, but more dense, dense story than you can with just a two hour movie. Yeah. I do think that that is a big advantage character wise for TV. Yeah. And I hope that that kind of thing is what people focus on. Yeah. But then again, the whole demographic is like, we, we are turned back to kind of the, we enjoy happy movies as we always do, because everyone wants to have a happy ending. But we also really much, really do enjoy those darker, introspective looks. And I th- think that that's kind of where it's turning. As long as it doesn't go, like, stupid dark, yeah. I think that's a good trend to go towards. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing is I hope that... I really, really hope that people don't... The uh, producers don't go, look at that Baby Yoda thing. Why don't we just add a cute creature in our thing for no reason? What? Jar Jar? Again, that's Star Wars. But... Oh, I know. Ewoks, Porgs, Star Wars is pretty notorious for that crap. Yeah, they surprisingly are. This is the person pointing at a Porg. Um, 
you're part of the problem. Yeah. I, I can't. a Christmas gift from somebody, so I you, throw them under the bus. You know what? I can't say anything. I dropped a, a decent amount of money for the uh, First Class Soldier for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've got no... But I no hope that they don't on. just start making cutesy, like, just to get the memes of like, oh my god, look at baby Skywalker, or like, oh my god, baby Groot. Oh, they did that. Um, like, that makes oh sense. Baby Groot made sense, but at the same time, like, I like that they aged him up already. Oh, yeah. And now he's Teen Groot. I'm like, I'm good at that. He's also a snarky asshole, apparently. Oh, yeah. And he, it's uh, Groot's son. So, yeah. But on the whole, I think we're going in a good direction. But we I are, but I definitely think there's some big ass potholes in our way. Yeah, I think we're going to and I think a lot of your movie theaters are going to crumble. Exactly. We're going to I seriously hope that streaming one kill I want him to just kill cable. I haven't watched anything on actual like cable in three years now you can kill that go to streaming but i i want there to be like i sign up for universal streaming and all of the different things like pull together that's never going to happen but basically replace replace cable yeah replace cable has but now everybody has has to have their own giant like cbs all access is now a thing and hulu is kind of being let out to dry and you know, I like that I can buy TV shows for Voodoo. Like, if I'm only watching BattleBots on cable, I'm not going to pay the 150 bucks a month for cable when I could buy the whole season for 20 bucks. Like, there, there's no question there. No, I, like I said, I think we're headed in a good direction, or at least a decent one. But there's definitely some big yeah. potholes in our way. And for those of you saying. Uh, I've actually looked through everything that is on Disney Plus, trying to find anything other than the cat that wore shoes, um, or the no, the computer that wore shoes, and then the cat from Mars. Other than those two that piqued my interest as bad nineteen seventies movies, there is like one thing on all of Disney Plus that I'd actually watch, and that is Mandalorian. And even that, it didn't impress me. So uh, for those like fighting to get me to to want to watch it no i will watch mandalorian when it's done yeah i so, i really don't have any interest but then again most of the time i don't really have much interest in like i said i'm i'm <laughs> i'm definitely more the anime because a lot of it comes out and there's usually at least a good two or three hits every season yeah i'll probably catch up on a few anime i have a few that i want to watch from years past but most of them are the darker, kind of more serious anime. I, I like exactly. My Hero Academia, but it, it is very, very similar to... It's very optimistic. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's not good to thing. have that. I like that it's a little darker at times, and I'm curious to see some of the other decent dark anime that's come out. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Like, my favorite ever is Monster, and that's one of the most... That's up. I need to see that. Twisted, dark, like mean animes ever made I need to see not it. on berserk or you know that level but it's one of those that is a berserk is it is too much monster is not a nice anime hey <laughs> like, you feel for tenya all the way through that so but 
Unless we have any other trends that we want to mention. Um, uh, you know, if the biggest one I'd want to do is, is the is is unfortunately negative about films. And it's just the fact that it's also because of so many adaptations for book. I'm tired of a teenager having to save the goddamn world. Yeah, I, I am absolutely fed up with the hope of everyone resting on a 13 year old. Yeah. I, I see that. I say this as a watcher of anime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I know. For me, it'd be the trailer spoilers. <laughs> no. Like, if you're a company and you have a movie coming out, do not show anything for the last hour of your movie. Keep it in the first half hour at most. If you have a big action action scene, sure, show some of that, but you don't don't show that John Connor is a Terminator. Don't show it on the damn poster. Don't don't like, show that don't show that Harry's alive. Which which time? <laughs> I was talking more Kingsman two. Oh yeah, I was more thinking when they show that Harry Potter and Voldemort have a duel at the end of Harry Potter eight, and Harry Potter dies half an hour before that. Oh mm. oh, that's uh yeah, but um well then yeah, there's a whole bunch of other I'm with you, but I think we should call it before we go too far into the spiral, even though we went yeah. farther than I would have liked. Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly all that I had. Uh, and the fact that we're getting away from remakes, but at the same time, uh, there's a remake coming out in a few weeks. So. We're getting away from it. Yeah, they'll always be with, they've always been with us. They've at least tried harder not to just be a straight remake. And I think that's all we can really hope for at the moment. Yeah. So, but that is it for this week. Cool. Um, also, fuck you, Reality TV. You're the lowest rated right now. Ha ha! Suck it. Okay. I hate Reality TV. All right. So that's been this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, I'm going to tell you now, it's going to be Star Wars. Why? Because next week is Star Wars Day. And if Tom doesn't show up for Star Wars Day, we're going to crap talk Star Wars without him. <laughs> well, time to break out those uh, old movies so I can watch them again. <laughs> it hit, I won't lie, it has been forever since I've seen some of them. I I kind of recently passively have watched it over the past couple of weeks. I'll, so. pro- I'll probably watch like an episode a day. I'll probably rewatch uh, Last Jedi before next week. I need to rewatch the prequels, big the the prequels, and you know, like I said, I think I'll probably take a, a one a day. I don't need to rewatch Rogue One because, even though I probably will, just yeah. because that's that's my favorite. Cool. Uh, well, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, Tom will be back. Uh, if he's not, we'll be concerned. Uh, hopefully, his health is doing okay. Um, I think he's just flu or something. It's that time of year. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Uh, watch more movies. Um, don't die. Uh, Enjoy the holidays. Go see Knives Out. If you haven't seen Knives Out, go see it. It's in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then coming out tomorrow is uh, Jumanji, I believe. So go and see that. Cool. See you. Take care. Bye.